0: I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Karen Atia, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is a columnist for The Washington Post. She's a black woman. She recently wrote an op-ed in The Post that caught my attention. Uh, it was about Beyonce and the Grammys. The Grammys were on Sunday. I didn't watch, but I actually heard the show was pretty good. Uh, it was about the performances at a time when award shows are, are typically seen as being pretty bad. Anyway, Beyonce was nominated for album of the year, but she didn't win. Taylor Swift did, and it was the it was the fourth time that Beyonce has lost for that award. Right, she's never won. Now, I, I knew where this article, this column was going by Karen Atia as soon as I read the headline, which was Beyonce was robbed at the Grammys. I knew exactly where. Karen Atia was was going to take this, and it only took like three paragraphs to get there. Let me let me let me read you a bit. Quote: Beyonce's latest snub is also a painful reminder that despite Black women's huge influence in music and culture, no Black woman has won the Album of the Year since Lauren Hill in 1999. That's twenty five years. People disagree about whether black artists should care about Grammys, Oscars, or any other markers of success given by majority white institutions. Either way, though, Beyonce's achievements as a musician and businesswoman are obvious. She remains a symbol of white limits on black female success. Wow. I've written before about these limits on Beyonce and how through her music, Carrie's I'm sorry, and about how, though her music carries the aesthetics of liberation and capitalist success, and despite her silence on big issues, she remained underlauded. Last year, a group of anonymous Grammy voters said that Beyoncé got passed over the album of the year because she wins too much, and when she does something new, it's a big event, and everyone's supposed to quake in their shoes. It's a little too portentous. All let right, right. Let's, let's break this down a little bit, as I like to do. Okay, so the first the first paragraph which actually isn't the first paragraph of the of the entire article it's it's like the third paragraph of the article Beyonce's latest snub is also a painful reminder that despite black women's huge influence in music and culture no black woman has won album of the year since Lauren Hill in 1999 that's 25 years okay so so right off the bat she's disproving her theory right the theory is that the 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 fact that Beyonce didn't get the award has something to do with the fact she's a black woman where you have this other black woman Lauren Hill who won the same award. So clearly, unless we've become more racist over the last 25 years, unless Hollywood and the music industry has become more racist over the last 25 years, her whole argument just went out the window. Um, This is a little confusing to me, the next part. People disagree about whether black artists should care about Grammys, Oscars, or any markers of success given by white-majority institutions. All right. I mean... (laughs) I, I don't understand that at all. You, well, what does it matter? We're a majority white country. What, what does it matter if the institution itself is majority white? That somehow makes recognizing black talent more difficult? It, I, I mean it somehow makes recognizing black talent impossible and, and people are not doing it right. The academy is not doing it right. The Grammy voters are not doing it right. So we should isolate, we should segregate, only African-American majority institutions should be giving awards and markers of success to black people? Come on. This is is really the line in the article that caught my attention the most. The idea that there are these huge inherent differences between black entertainment and white entertainment that we just can't understand and therefore – we need to separate the awards we give. We need to separate the success. That, I, don't, I don't know. Either way, either way, I think it's inappropriate for it. I don't think that's worthy. That idea is worthy of uh, a column in the Washington Post. I have more respect for the Washington Post than that. And then the next sentence, either way, though Beyonce's achievements as a musician and businesswoman are obvious, she remains a symbol of white limits on black female success. How so? How so? She doesn't back it up in the article. She doesn't really explain how white people or white institutions are holding black holding back African American artists. But it's. It, I mean, this is a common. This is a common idea. In certain circles, this idea that Beyonce, because of the the comparisons to Taylor Swift, that she is not getting the respect and the admiration she deserves, even though she's getting a ton of respect and admiration. Uh, she's not getting because of, of who she is. But it, it's so predictable. You can tell right away. That Atia is going to make this all about race, all about the fact that a a black woman was, quote, snubbed at the Grammys. Now, was she? Was was Beyonce snubbed? I don't know. I haven't listened to her album. I haven't listened to Taylor Swift's album either. So I I can't tell you whether or not there was any snubbing going on. But, see, it's predictable. It's predictable. The the left is programmed to do this. They will always find a racial angle if they can. And in this case, Atiyah jumped right on it. Because it's clearly central to her being. Now, you know, I've, I've noticed this is sort of a side. I've noticed that there are a lot of gay men and women out there who they come out of the closet. And after all, the, all, all that coming out of the closet, all they can talk about and all they post on social media is stuff related to being gay and gay rights. It becomes their entire identity. It becomes their entire life. And I think this is part of a similar situation. Atia is at a point where being a black woman is so central to who she is, that she can't possibly fathom that race didn't play a role in Beyonce not winning an award. Because she's won tons of Grammys, other Grammys, but not this one award. And that immediately set off alarm bells for Atiyah. Because on the left, and I think particularly in the black intelligentsia on the left, everything that goes wrong for people of color can somehow be explained away by racism. It was it wasn't because the Grammy voters listened to both albums and liked Swift's more. No, 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 no. And and Swift writes her own songs, by the way. Beyonce doesn't. I don't know if that played a, a factor in in the award going to Swift, but you know, who knows? But the the immediate assumption is that black women somehow have a disadvantage when it comes to being recognized for their accomplishments. And the obvious conclusion is that this this disadvantage is due to racism, either systemic or personal. And there are a lot of people out there, on the left particularly, who have lost the ability to fathom that merit should be favored over diversity. And and this is all part of a wider belief that blacks in general, particularly those in the inner city, are not able to succeed because of that systemic racism. That the whole game is rigged against them, that the racism is, is just so pervasive in this country that it's just impossible for blacks to get ahead. Even Beyonce, who's beloved, she's millions of fans, maybe the second most popular musical act in America after Taylor Swift. And I don't know why Taylor Swift has broader appeal. I mean, she has broader appeal than anyone in years. But, but look, and nothing is going to change in the inner cities, particularly with the problems facing black women, until the left stops blaming everything on someone else, namely white people and white racism. That's, that's an excuse. That's an off-ramp. Beyonce is a role model, no doubt. But, but you have teenagers in the inner city having multiple babies with multiple men who don't stick around to raise the child. How is that my fault when we're talking about problems that are facing black women in the inner city? I get in trouble for even pointing it out. And, and, and how is Beyonce winning a Grammy going to help those black women move on from that terrible situation that many of them are in? That's what Ati is doing. She's treating this as, as some kind of civil rights abuse. But they're obsessed with this on the left. Uh, historic firsts. Think about this. this is the, uh, uh, somebody does something. Somebody succeeds at something. Oh, this is the first Native American woman who was nominated for an Oscar. How historic. Or this is the first transgender person to swim the English Channel. So historic. No, we have to to stop looking at it this way. It's an accomplishment. It's not historic. No one was trying to stop you because of who you are. This isn't how things work in this country anymore. And the left refuses to accept that because it's so politically beneficial to them to keep the systemic racism canard going. And the Democrats, they have to have those black female votes. Those are absolutely essential for them in order to win any national or statewide election. But I'm, I'm so sick of people in the media, like Atiyah, not thinking critically about circumstances and automatically jumping to race. Uh, Kamala Harris, take her, woman of color, vice president, very unpopular. If you ever hear a left-leaning person talk about Harris's unpopularity, they will always throw in that she's a woman of color. As if that's a given, that things are going to be harder for her because of who she is. I disagree with that premise. But but with, with Harris particularly it's not true. Things were much easier for Harris. She got the job partially because of who she was. Biden promised to pick a woman of color and he did. And her tenure has not been impressive, but the but the left can't say that. They can't say, well, maybe Harris is not well-suited for this role or that any of this is her own fault. It's got to be someone else. It's an excuse. The, the race card so often these days is an excuse. It's a cover for failure because we are a society, not, not just in the black community but uh, all of society. We don't like taking responsibility for things. It's comforting for for us to think that when something goes wrong it's not our fault that someone else is to blame that we had no control over the situation i think that's human nature but when it's consistently used over and over again it becomes laughable i mean, when you look around at your neighborhood and you can't find a single white supremacist you don't see a single confederate flag uh, you, you know you, you, people stop listening and I think that's what is slowly happening right now. I think that since George Floyd and the whole quote-unquote racial reckoning that we were told we had to have, the people who see racism everywhere went too far. And as a result, people tuned out. It's 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 like like the boy that cried wolf. If everything is racist, then nothing is racist. And we're slowly coming to the realization as a country that black people, black women are not perpetual victims. They can succeed. They do succeed. But in the Karen Atiyah piece, Beyonce is a victim. The victim mentality is an important factor because Every, everyone wants to be a victim, right? Blacks, gays, MAGA, Trump, everyone wants to be oppressed and persecuted because it elicits sympathy, but it's got to stop. The victim mentality has got to stop. Beyonce is not a victim of anyone. She is a billionaire pop star. She is where she is because of her talent. She'll probably win album of the year eventually, right? Uh, We know that Hollywood and the music industry react to any uh, accusation of not being diverse enough right away. They don't hesitate. We remember Oscars so white and how Hollywood made all those changes to satisfy the race baiters on that one. No, it's a little, they'll give her this award at some point. Um, but we're not a racist country, okay? And I'm, I'm sick of people saying that. We're the most diverse nation in the history of mankind where black people in particular have reached the top of their professions at every level of society. If institutionalized racial discrimination is out there, they're doing a lousy job of stopping black people from becoming successful here. And, you know, I'm not afraid to discuss this. I know it's a sensitive issue. Uh, It makes me different than a lot of other media guys. I feel like we have to talk about this stuff or we're never going to be able to solve the really bad problems that do exist in the inner cities. But don't cheapen real discrimination, which is rare but still very bad. Don't cheapen that experience that some people have actually had by pointing to Beyonce and telling me she's a victim because she didn't get her best album statuette. That's insulting to my intelligence, especially, uh, you know, you especially have to laugh at that coming from a columnist for a prestigious paper like The Post, where they have to consider merit in terms of writing ability and the ability to put thoughts together. She made it there on her ability. I'm, I'm telling you, though, forced diversity, not good. It's artificial. It arouses suspicion. It, it arouses resentment. We have to take the victim mentality in the race card and we have to bury it because it's starting to make people mad. People don't like being told they are racist or that the country is racist. And if the true civil rights leaders want to ensure that we recognize real actual racism when we see it, they need to stop using it as an excuse for everything. Because, because people have started to tune it out. I'm Dan Joseph. Thanks for listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. New video tomorrow. It's on Woke Kindergarten. It's wild. So check it out on YouTube at Dan Joseph 78 I'll see you there.